Wash your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com on this week's episode of Horribly Awkward, I get to hang out with two awesome people. Normie Latte from the Zombie Cast, which is one of my favorite people in the world, and Mr. Michael Bauer. Awesome, he's been in so many things, man. Michael, dude, this has been awesome. Thank you, I appreciate it, man. So, is that the tagline? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were asking me for a tagline. I, I'm sorry, I got a little confused. <laughs> On this week's episode, we talk conspiracy theories. We talk acting. We talk X-Files and salute your shorts. And a little bit of video game talk in there. We took some questions from some friends, too, dude. Awesome time. We talk real life, 90s stars, child actors, and conspiracies. Great fucking episode coming up on the Horribly Awkward Podcast. (laughs) All of this and more. Stick around. Hey, this is Maggie Carr from Maggie vs. Evil Dead. You can look it up on YouTube and God have mercy on your soul because you're about to listen to Sean on Horribly Awkward Podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Sissy Jones from Firewatch. I'm Delilah. I hate to tell you guys, but the rumors are not true. Sean is not horribly awkward. You've all been terribly misled. Hey, y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel on The Walking Dead. And soon as Psychohead, Rob Zombie's new movie, soon to be released, 31. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward podcast. Keep tuning in. Follow me. Hey, this is Dragonfly from Pure Gasmic Love. And you are listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. It's time to get awkward. Horribly Awkward Improv Action. Okay, Normie. Hey, this is uh, your first day. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too. So, we are you? Gonna... What's up? Sorry. I was going to say, are you new around here? Uh, yeah, but you got you have to let me talk. You can't just start talking to me when I'm talking. Okay, hey campers, Whoa. it's me. My name is Eddie Donkey Lips Gelfand. This is my partner in crime, Bobby Butnick. Mm. He lost his voice many years ago in a tragedy that we're not supposed to talk about. But okay. look here, campers. Welcome to Camp Onawana. The bones you see in the corner are of our great Dr. Khan. He used to be the voice of this camp. But no longer. But I want to welcome you all to Camp Onawana. And Norma, is it? I think I caught your name. Yes, that is correct, sir. You remind me of my former girlfriend. Her name was Dina Alexander. She was a very beautiful girl. She was a beautiful girl. Yeah, so this this is Donkey Lips. He's been here longer than He is running the place, really. I'm just here to look over everyone. What I want you to do is hook up with him. And you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna run the class today. I just want to see how you do. Go ahead, Donkey Lips. Go ahead and show her, show her what you do. Have all the kids uh, just follow your orders. You're, you're the man. I'm just gonna sit back and watch for a second. Okay. Well, Norma, if you follow me here, this is called the Trail of Tears, where many of campers have been picked on by our patent bully Bobby Budnick, which lost his voice many years ago due to a tragedy, which we don't need to explain if that's not the second time I've shed it. 
but this is the Trail of Tears, and you never want to walk down this trail. Because if you do, some people say it's like the walk of shame, but worse. But the Trail of Te Tears, avoid it. You're a beautiful girl. We don't want no mischief at camp. This is a teen program. I mean, a teen reality show or a teen camp. So we don't want any of that bad stuff. And I'm Don Clips, Eddie Gelfin. Nice to meet you. Uh, um, Eddie, 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 Eddie. She's, uh, Norma is, she's from New York and things are crazy in New York, but she's not used to the Trail of Tears. Let's, like, we got to bring it down a little bit, man. You're, you're. Yeah. I'm confused. Like, you know, where are the toilets? You know, I want the shower with a bidet in it. Um, I want the sparkly lights. Where do I find all that stuff? Because so far, all I'm seeing is like mattresses that are like falling apart. And there's a bed that's made out of like funky wood. Like not even like my down comforter is here. Okay, life has not treated me so fairly. I still have a lisp to this day. But you wanted to know where the bidet is? Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say French. I don't know what the F a bidet is. <laughs> so I'm going to think French. This is Camp Anawana, where we don't want to be here. I see. So there's no bidet. So no I amenities. Don't... No amenities. Oh. So Unless this is... you want to build birdhouses with me. I created a company. I sell birdhouses to a guy named Captain Bartlett. We make a little bit of ends meet on the side. Bobby Budnick, who lost his voice many years ago due to a tragedy Poor that we're Bobby. not going to talk we're not going to talk about, but he sells candy out of a trunk. We got our business stuff going on, and I'm a little bit lonely, and you remind me of Dina. Oh. Yeah, poor, poor Bobby over there. Bobby, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, he can't say anything right now. You just can't say it. Norma, Norma, um, I've, I've talked to Eddie about this week after week when we get new counselors to come in. He's got he's to gotta ease you into it. But, yes, this is the Trail of Tears. Weird stuff happens. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. These kids run a mish. They're, they're, they're chaos over here, but they're probably not going to take someone down who's a little bit older, older than them. And you, you look a little scary. You got the mohawk going. You got those cool tattoos. I do, but that was just so, like, I would just look scary, but really I'm, I'm not that scary. So I should probably just keep up the facade. I mean, it worked for you. N Normie, stay here for a second. Um, okay. But, hey, uh, Donkey Lips, come over here real quick. Uh, yeah, this, this conversation bores me. You and the goth girl are freaking me out. What's going on? I um, want to get back to camp activities. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. She seems like she might not be up for, up to par with, with the way things go around here at Camp Onawana. Do you think we should bring her on? I mean, uh, thank you for like getting her scared because you're supposed to scare off the newbies because we, we need to thin out the week. But what do you think? Should we keep her on or not? All campers are welcome at Camp Onawana. Okay, okay, I'll, we'll let her know. We'll let her know. Uh, Norma. Ms. Yeah. Norma, so uh, Nor Norma Lates or cut? Norma Latte? Norma Lates. Norma Lates. Uh, so uh, so we, we came to the consensus that we think we're going to let you on. But you have yes. to shave your head. What? You have to shave your head. All right. I think that would be a new fun endeavor. I could do pull the whole Sinead O'Connor look really well. So are you I'm good, Norma? Think. You you good to join so. us? I think so. I think I'd be a perfect fit for this camp. Do you know the words to the song? No, I do not. Camp Onawana, we hold you in our heart. And when I think about you, there, damn it, this thing came apart. <laughs> and scene. You almost got me to sing the fucking theme song. <laughs> you, you know I don't want to do that. Come on, guys. Uh, 
He just walked away. Hey, Norma. Give us a horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Sean, dude, you're horribly awkward. Sean, I know you think this is weird, but it's not as weird as you think it is, dude. Don't think that it's awkward. <laughs> Welcome to Horribly Awkward, episode 94. That's a big number. I can't even count that high, but somehow I did it week by week. Stick around after the episode to find out or listen to some extra bonus shenanigans. I'll stuff that in at the end. You can see how we started off our improv skit if you want. It's all there. It's always there. You can always find it. I am Sean. You know the drill. But I will remind you yet again, yet another time, I am Sean. Thanks for downloading the podcast and listening. I do appreciate it. If you like what you hear, tell Ugg, tell Budnick, tell everyone at Camp Onawana because word of mouth is a beautiful thing. Trust me. Try it. I have a voicemail number. If you want to leave me a voicemail and say anything you want, you can. So that voicemail number is 510-600-3475. And as always, you can find that number down below in the description. So if you're out potentially causing mayhem and chaos, wait till things calm down and come back. Check the deets then. You can also reach out to me the old-fashioned way at Podcast at gmail.com. On today's show... I got my good friend, Normie. You guys all know Normie from the Zombie Cast podcast, Knuckleballer, B-Team. Is there anything else you do, Norma? You do a lot. I do do a lot, but those are my three current shows at the moment. Uh, and she's been on Horribly Awkward plenty and plenty of times. Well, our, our My current guest, if you guys don't know who that is, when I told Normie about it or she heard about it on, on Facebook, she got super excited and she begged. And uh, she sent me a picture. She's on her knees saying, please, please, please. I said, Norma, you got to calm down. She gets really excited about awesome people. And I'm excited too. So on today's show, well, for starters, this dude, it was a huge part of my childhood. I have to say I was a big Nickelodeon kid in general. I watched, uh, just sat around watching TV because I didn't have a life. I didn't go outside and play with kids. I just watched TV. Lots of awesome TV. Yeah, he's also been in a ton of other awesome stuff from Webster, Tales from the Crypt, The Wonder Years, Doogie Howser, Weird Science, Friends, X-Files, Dude, Where's My Car, Dark Angel, Becker, Monk, so many things, but the, the one thing that hits home for me and Normie specifically, and I know he's getting sick of people saying, don't bring it up, Nickelodeon, <laughs> salute your shorts, donkey lips, himself, Mr. Michael Bauer! Thank you! Thank you! If that, if that wasn't horribly awkward, the the improv was. <laughs> My goodness! You reminded me that I need to go to acting class because I, I don't know, man. That was literally your namesake, horribly awkward. But hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, man. That's like the only horribly awkward part. And then we get into the regular podcast. It's just like normal kickback time. But I broke the ice, man. I got social anxiety. Now that you feel awkward, I feel less awkward. I win. Ta-da. It's nice to meet you, Michael. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we got a girl. Yeah, So I'm really proud. (laughs) I've been a little... 
let's keep it awkward. I've been a little lonely. How you doing? <laughs> like 40 years of age. I live in LA. I'm a D-list celebrity. Um, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm 40 also. I live in New Jersey and I'm no celebrity at all. So, and Michael, I watched your show religiously as a kid growing up in my teenage years. And thanks to you and your fellow cast members, you saved this lonely girl from being extra lonely. You were my friend in a Yay, way. Without I, I it. got maybe I got a groupie. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate the love and support. And I don't want to be horribly awkward because I am that daily in my life. Yeah. So today I'm gonna try to act like a professional. No. I really appreciate the love and the support and it's nice to meet you. Sean, if you didn't say your name 20 different times. Sean. My name is Sean. If you didn't know, my name is Sean. His name is yeah, dude, I'm super pumped up, man. I, I, I bumped some somehow I bumped into a, a picture of you on Twitter, and I was like, oh shit! Like, oh snap! I gotta, I gotta look, look, look up Michael. It's been like a couple years, and so I, I just hadn't looked it up, and I looked you up, and I was like, dude, you're a big part of, uh, of you know, the my '90s, man. And you reply back. Hopefully, I'm, I can be a big part of your your double lots. Yeah, your tens, yeah, the tens. Put your tens. What is today? If it's 2010 through 20, is it the tens? You know what I mean? Like if it was 1990s, what is now? The tens? Yeah, that's true. I never thought of it. Teens. Let's call it the, the teens. No, but you you get it like if it's 1990s, yeah. 90 yeah. through 2000, that's the 90s. But we're in the 2000s, but we're like past the 10 into right. the 10 through 20. So is it the tens? You know, it's weird. I've never even said that it out loud or thought about it. So yeah. it's, it's kind of strange, yeah. right? That's why I wrote that, because I'm a weird fucking dude. I was like, is it tense? <laughs> no, that's thinking. I mean, that I never thought of that. I like yeah, that. I'm, I'm a crazy guy. I'm a critical thinker. I, I'm not trying to be rude, but maybe I'm becoming Jewish because I'm overthinking everything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, how much is that? What's going on? Where is it going to go? How much do I have to pay? What's your name? Dude, I, I remember... Um, I remember, I totally remember the scene uh, that you popped in on uh, Evolution. Uh, I don't remember exactly the scene, but I remember it's like they were looking for something, some rare something that no one could find. And you're just like, yeah, I got that. Or I can get that. Yeah, that wasn't the scene that we popped in on. We, we were in the classroom to David Duchovny. He was our teacher at the university. But yeah, that's a very important scene that out of nowhere, we come up with a possible cure for the aliens that invaded Arizona with shampoo. If that wasn't a product placement, <laughs> I don't I don't know what the F it was. <clears throat> but let me give you guys a little tidbit. If you want a nook and cranny, if you guys have watched Evolution, understand that movie. Um, Head and Shoulders was the product placement. But then they didn't really know what the movie was about, that their product was going to kill... Aliens. <laughs> so when they found out, they kind of started saying, we don't want it in our movie, in the movie. That's funny. Because even though it's helping kill aliens, some politically correct people could say, look, your product is killing something. creatures or something that's alive. <laughs> oh, boy. And they, they literally had like a two-day conference where they discussed, should it be head and shoulders? We've already filmed some of it. Do are you still going to be the product placement? It was 
hilarious to know that Head and Shoulders was possibly backing out of a multi-million dollar movie because they thought it would offend creature lovers or alien lovers. <laughs> or alien I, lovers. Again, that's funny. That's today's politically correct world. It's like there's a good and a bad with everything. I just, now looking back on it, it makes me laugh my butt off. Yeah, that's yeah. funny, man. That's, that's funny. funny. I, I, I barely remember anything from that movie. And if I remember anything at all, it was just that scene, really. I just rem- I remember that scene in, that, in the classroom. Uh, uh, I, I had the worst memory to remember shit. My memory yeah. isn't that great with the movie, but I just remember watching it and not everybody liking it. I'm like, this movie is underrated. It's actually pretty fantastic. It I enjoyed the movie. It, it tanks. I mean, like, as an actor, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in my f- – I'm kind of the fifth or sixth build actor, meaning credit-wise, I'm the fifth or, or sixth mm-hmm. one, you know, to come up on screen. That's a big deal for actors, you know, like <laughs> – the higher our billing goes, the more money we make, whatever. But like it was a $85, 90000000 million movie for um, DreamWorks. And I thought I made it. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this is a $100 million movie. It has stars. It's going to be a big blockbuster and everything. But everything, just like your podcast, went horribly awkward. And <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, so it came out in theaters. I don't want to discuss all the issues with it, but it came out in theaters and it made about thirty-five million total, and it went, you know, ugh, ugh. Yeah, I was I was saddened because I actually enjoyed the movie. I, yeah, I was on DVD and video, it be, it's sort of like a great movie to watch on cable late at night. It's one of those great classic, funny, interesting movies, but it just didn't make any money, and I felt bad for the director Ivan Reitman because. He's one of the greatest directors of our time. And that movie started a downward trend for him and all his other movies. Like my super ex-girlfriend, like all his all his big movies started to not make box office dough. But mm. then his prodigy made Hangover and all that. Todd Phillips, that was his prodigy. And we saw him on set every day, but his prodigy made Hangover, mm. all those big movies. And so his prodigy went up and he went down. I don't know. That's a filmmaking thing that we all pay attention to. That's awesome. How is it like awesome. being working with somebody like David Duchovny? I mean, you you've been in a lot of stuff, dude. I mean, from uh, David's a di- David's a dick. David's oh a no! All right, we're gonna get into some controversy. Let's do it. I don't give a fuck. I need publicity. I need publicity. David, I'm calling you out. Uh, no. So. I can't do this on my own channel. I only got like, you know, a couple hundred subscribers. So I have to do it on your podcast. There you go. go ahead, man. Let it rip, dude. Uh, you, freedom of speech. All right. So I, I got many years back before I did Evolution with David Duchovny. Um, I got a, a role in the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fanboy. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I'm a fat guy. I grew up loving film, TV. Science fiction is my favorite. So when I got a part on X-Files... I was thrilled. So I talked to Chris Carter. He's the creator, writer, sometimes director of The X-Files. I met him in the audition. We kind of spoke a little bit. And I told him, can I film? I started filming things with a camera. And I said, can I bring a camera and film? He's like, yeah, no problem. You know, just keep it to yourself or ask permission beforehand or whatever. I'm like, sure. So I get to set. They give me a trailer. So then I start filming the outside of the the studio and everything 
And then I walk by the makeup trailer. They had the door open. And I guess David Duchovny sitting in the trailer. So the mirror is this way. So when I walk by, I'm like, oh, they make me look beautiful. And they do my hair here. This is the makeup trailer. So David's image was on the mirror because he was sitting in the chair while I walked outside by it. Mm-hmm. And he saw that. Then he called security and said, hey, they're filming me. Paparazzi's here. Security comes, <laughs> oh takes me off of the fucking set. And then they're kicking me out, and I'm screaming, I'm in, I'm starring in this episode. I'm no. in this episode. Oh, no. Call Chris, call Chris Carter. Please call Chris Carter. He's the director, this, that, the producer. And then Chris Carter comes out like 10 minutes later. He's like, Mike, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, I don't know. They kicked me out. They said that. He goes, well, you, they said you were filming David Duchovny. And I go, I don't think I was. And then he's like, well, we got to look at the tape. You know, so you can rewind it on the little camera and mm-hmm. watch it. And then he sees it. He goes, oh, well, there's David. I go, I swear to God, I didn't know he's in the chair. But you could hear me on the tape say, this is where they make me look beautiful. We're on, you know, studio this in L.A. And then he goes, man, that's not even a big deal. He goes, Michael, just apologize. David, I'm suing us right now. David Duchovny was suing the X-Files for the, the rights to be on like sci-fi network or USA for Hmm. money back. This is around the eighth or ninth season of the X-Files. And they said David was suing the production company. He's like, so David's in his own space. So just apologize, whatever. Don't film anybody no more. Just me and you. I'm like, okay. So I get back onto set. I didn't have too many scenes with him. I don't think I had any, but I didn't really talk to him the whole, you know, three days that I was there. And then a couple months later, I get um, Evolution. So then we go to the read-through where the whole cast gets together and they read the script. So then I go to the bathroom at the read-through. And then I kid you not, person steps right next up to go to the bathroom next to me, like, you know. And then I look and it's David Duchovny. And he looks at me and his eyes go big. And then he left, I left, whatever. We didn't really talk. And then I know he was thinking, oh, I got to work with this motherfucker again. (laughs) You know, like now I got to work with him and deal with him. So that was how our relationship began with David Duchovny. Oh, man. Not not a great start. Not a great start. And it got worse during evolution, during filming and all that. I mean, he's a great guy, but I just somehow from the beginning, my life a lot of people just don't like me from the beginning, whether I say something wrong, I do something wrong, because I'm a little bit awkward myself. I talk a lot, whatever. Like, they always seem to judge most of my career people. And then so they have an image of me when we're done. Either I'm an asshole, I'm stupid, they don't like me, or I'm too energetic, or I'm too this. Or, I, but I can't control how people see me. Well, you know what, Michael? You're leaving an impact on these people. You're doing it right, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one way to be remembered. Yeah, you oh, got that, yeah. They go, oh, that fat fuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> one way to be remembered. Well, if that's what they think, they're idiots because I'm starting to love you, Norma. How you it, doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. <laughs> Give me compliments, Norma. I'm a little lonely nowadays, you know, Norma. What can I say? What can I say? Welcome to the Normie compliment section. Normie compliments yeah. go. Horribly awkward dating.com. Dot com. 
But you asked about David Duchovny. I want to know, because I've never been on set ever on anything. So give us a daily routine of how being on set works. You've been Just on a, med. You've been on meds. You've been on something me? in your life. No. You said I've never been on anything. Yes, you have. Well, set, <laughs> like set-wise. Like never on a movie. You've you know. been on something, Norma. Actually, I have been, but not on TV. All Just, right. That's my horribly awkward comedy. All right. What was the question again? So, like, what time do you usually get up to be on set? What is, like, the most uncomfortable scene you've done? And I mean, like, did you have to get up at 2 or 3 in the morning, prep for, like, an hour to look a certain way, and then go through, like, crazy rain or awful weather? And uh, So are, are you asking what would, like, an experience or yes. Give us an craziest experience. set? Like a crazy experience like you had. Like you had to get a buku early in the middle of the night and do like a scene. I've had a few, but um, I did a, I did a kind of a, there's a gentleman, maybe you know this, maybe you're into horror movies and all that, but there's a gentleman named Roger Corman. He's kind of like an independent film director from the 70s and 80s. And, but um, he made his first million dollar movie like I think it was 1990 and he finally did like a teen comedy and it, we called it, um, what the hell was the name? Captain nuke and the bomber boys. But, um, I, I got the part and I starred in that like Roger Corman movie, but we had to film. We had, we had scenes with the president where I'm like, I guess I'm like a homegrown terrorist nowadays. <laughs> Cause I, we find a nuclear bomb as teenagers and we use it against the president to get schools closed and all that other, it's ridiculous. Okay, okay. But uh, we had to film during the day on our normal set. Then we had a presidential scene at with uh, a famous actor named Rod Steiger who passed away, but we needed the location of the White House. They didn't want to build it. It would have cost too much money. So they, they actually got permission at a place called the Ronald Reagan Library where they have okay. the White House room or the office made like as a museum so we got permission to film there but we had to film on one night so we filmed all day from like eight in the morning till like five or six at night then we had to drive an hour and a half to the ronald reagan library in simi valley to film at this white house scene and we did an all-nighter then the next morning we had to be back on set in la at 7 a.m so that was a like a 40-hour day for me, and I've never experienced that in my life. So I was driving from location to location, fell asleep, and then I, in my opinion, I almost crashed and died because I, I fell asleep basically trying to be an actor. And that that's just a really interesting experience to me. Mm. But yeah. 40 hours? No I way. Did you were awake no for 40 hours? Well, I mean, I tried to take naps, you know, wherever yeah. I could, but they didn't have no money. So I didn't have like a good trailer with a bed, but we had to work two nights in a row at the library. So two days in a row and then two nights in a row at the library. So by the fifth day, or I, I would guess the fifth time shooting, the crew was dead and there was a lot of illegal activity in terms of, you know, L.A. law <laughs> for un for employment and all that. It was just yeah. really really a weird situation but that's independent filmmaking you do what you got to do when you can with whatever money you got right. and you just get it done for the love of the craft so whether or not that movie stunk or not 
that was just a crazy independent filmmaking experience for me for a million dollar movie. <clears throat> hey, that sounds it sounds crazy, but I'm sure that you have that in like in your in the bag now. So that that's kind of cool though to be able to to have done it and talk about it. The 40 hours, man, I get so jet lag. I cannot imagine being up for so many hours having to fly in between and coming back again. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, yeah. I've I've done it, just not not sober. I mean, I had, I had a run with some chemicals years ago, and I, I was up for days, and that was, shit was bad. So um, not av- not advocate advocating. Right. Adv- just bleh, saying. Bleh. Um, advocating. Advocating. See, I'm, I'm terrible, yeah. with, terrible with words. Let me get that out. Yeah, dude. Uh, I Skip over we're, that. We're, Skip we're over all it. In, we're all intelligent in our head. But then the minute we try to speak whatever we're thinking, it comes out like this. Blah, blah, blah. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Tell me about it's it, man. Very true. Tell me about it. I'm, t- I'm terrible at talking, man. It's like it, shit don't come out. But yeah, yeah. I, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's scary being up for a long time. And I, one time I, I drove from the Bay Area back to Fresno and I fell asleep on the freeway. And dude, that is scary. I literally went off the road, but there was no. It was just grass right there. I mean, the road curved, and I just kind of went straight into the grass. And I woke up, and from that point on, I was wide awake. But it. Driving That's, when you're when you're tired is fucking scary. I'm wide awake. Awful. It's awful. I'm wide awake. Here we go. Have a debit Have a debit I'm wide awake. I'm wide I don't know. Awake. That's a. That's a song I've heard somewhere, like on every yeah. radio station. I'm I've wide heard awake. It before. I can't tell you sync it though. You got copyright flagged from my bad parody or rendition of <laughs> "I'm Wide Awake." <laughs> Boom! Yeah, take your fucking podcast down. You can't sing that. I'm sorry. Too funny. Too, All right, funny. let's go. Give me some questions. Let's get into this. Oh, you want some? Yeah. Okay, I asked yeah. on Facebook. I did ask for some questions, man. Um, if you if if you want to get over your Nickelodeon questions, we can do that as soon as possible. Let's yeah, let's let's get it out of the way, man. Only because I'm an adult and I've moved past the '90s. Hey, maybe, none of us. Have. Maybe you guys yeah, I, have. I haven't. Not yet. You guys with dreams of nostalgia in your head. Hey, when when, uh, when Slayer Shorts came out, I was 11 years old. 11 to 13 years old. Those are prime years, dude. Are you a '90s child or an '80s child, or what do you consider your show? I'm uh, I'm 30. I'll be 37 next month. I was born 1980. So, so. you're you're a '90s child. Yeah, so '90s, man. I the reason I call you a '90s child is because I believe from the age of 10 is when you start to realize what life a little bit of what life is about. So the age from 10 to 18 or 20. I call that your formative years. So I was born in like 75. So I'm an 80s child. You get it? Like I was the age of 10 on up until the early 90s. So I consider myself an 80s child. Norma, what about you? I consider myself both because I love the whole, I remember all the 80s music. And um, again, I was huge into Nickelodeon in the 90s. I was born in 77. So I just turned 40 this April. But I, I consider myself both because I was seriously into all of that stuff. And I, I'm i thankful to have older brothers who are 12 and 15 years older than I am because they got me into all their things. So it kind of stemmed on from there. That's cool. Did you guys ever go to a camp, a real yes. camp in your life? No, yes. I did science camp, like a weekend thing or all week thing for fifth grade, I think it was. But that's that's about it, dude. I didn't have any friends. I just stuck to myself and... Uh, shit my underwear one time and had to hide my underwear behind the toilet because I was so embarrassed. Hey, Sean. 
Awful. What about I you? did that what too, but I never hid it behind the toilet. I just showed everybody. <laughs> I'm like, look what I did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so technically, you both showed your shit. Yeah, really? See? I mean, talk about awkward, but... Um... Do you remember the first time you saw corn in your poop? I oh, don't remember, but I see that often, am, man. I was going to say, am I the only person that realized that corn somehow goes through your entire body as one shape and still comes out the same fucking shape? Did How is that? I thought my body's supposed to break it down. Not the yeah, skins, though. Down corn. Yeah, what, yeah. About, what about pea skins? Do they come out like that? But, I've but, never noticed that. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I'm going to stay on this topic, but why does corn go... <laughs> Why does corn go in one shape, go through your entire digestive system, supposedly broken down, and still come out as corn? Because it's fucking magic, man. Corn is yeah. magic. It's like cockroaches. It's not magic. It's Monsanto. It's called <laughs> fake corn. It's oh, made yeah. like peeps, marshmallow peeps. That thing is indestructible. Yeah. So can it be so can the corn be good for you? Fuck no. <laughs> so we're eating some type of hybrid corn that doesn't digest in your body. And then people go, Why are you fat? Because I'm eating weird fucking corn. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's plastic, man. What's in this food? Well, never Now, do you know, think dude. if we like heat up your poop with the corn in there it might turn into popcorn oh that's gross dude that is the <laughs> grossest thing norma you've probably ever I, I just got this image of like crackling poop in the fucking microwave <laughs> um well corn can't get dry to become popcorn i think corn has to become dry and real hard until it will become a popcorn but since it's in your body with all the liquids in the digestive system it doesn't become dry. You would just have soggy popcorn. You have to eat so, <laughs> What's grosser than gross? Norma talking about popcorn in your shit. That's what's grosser than gross. That's so attractive. I'm so attracted to you, Norma, right great? now. So great. I feel so bad. I'm, I'm cussing. I'm trying girl. not to cuss, but like I'm having a good time saying big words and loud. Shit. Dude, say ah. whatever you want, man. This is all, it's all about you, dude. No, but I, I got to be better, baby. Oh, yeah, be better. Let's, uh, let's tone it down a little bit, guys. Let's I, get super professional for, I, real quick. I got some questions from my Facebook friends. Um, yeah, yeah, I got some questions. Uh, let's. I'm trying to be more professional. So, my friend Joey Hines, big shout out to Joey Hines. Hi, Joey. He says, oh, my God, I love that show. Obviously, he's talking about Slurry Shorts, man. I'm going to get these out of the way right now so we never have to talk about this again. You'll be happy. Okay. He says, was the show as fun to make as it was to watch, for us to watch it? Uh, no, it, it's a job. I mean, if you want to be technical and honest, you guys are like, well, I know those are the best memories of my life. Me, I'm like, I just, I wanted a paycheck. I okay. had to pay some fucking bills. But, um, I was like 18 at the time, to be quite honest with you. So it was a job. I mean, but is it fun looking back? Of course it was. Like I had a family that I got to wake up and, you know, we got to basically improv and do scripted um, scenes on set and, you know, just hanging out with people. Those are the funnest times of your life. So looking back, of course, it, it, it's as fun as it is for you guys to watch it. But at the time, you're, we're probably not thinking of it that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Until I know, I know later in mean. life. I'm just being honest. I yeah. have signs. But, I, I but think... I'll lie. It was the best. <laughs> I had no other life. Don't lie, man. We, we want the truth. We do want the truth. There, dude, there's drama behind everything. You I know, bet the there's drama. 
there's always like, will Nickelodeon give us a a paycheck for the next show? Are they going to renew us? They're going to cancel us. Uh, are they going to order another episode? It was, there was a lot of shit going on, man, you know, like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So was it really fun? Not really. But looking back, of course it was. If you could separate all the bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I, I totally get that. That makes so much sense, dude. Okay, so my friend Roel Santos, big shout out to him from the World of Roe podcast. Roe's cool. He's got an awesome podcast. Check him out. Um, at, he says to ask you about the Let's Eat from the Wonder Years. I don't know what that means. I'm sure it's a Wonder Years scene. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to let everybody know this. As an actor, I normally play the fat guy. And... <laughs> That was, sar- that was sarcastic, just let everybody know. I normally play the fat guy, and in Wonder Years, there's a character, they called him Piggy Armbruster. And my, ca- my character in the episode of Wonder Years, every time I eat food, like, instead of praising God and saying, thank you for the food we have, or whatever it is, I go, mmm, let's eat! And then I rub my hands together, because I'm a fat ash. So... They put it in all the trailers for Wonder Years and everything, and it became a meme where you hear, bum, 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 let's eat, let's eat, bum, 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 you know, like whatever. Wow. How rude of Roel asking that question, man. Yeah, Roel. Right. Jesus Christ, man. You know what? But there's, there's some like ch- chunky actors that start losing weight, and, you, and you, I, I just don't feel it no more. Like uh, when, when Jonah, Hill, uh, Jonah Hill started losing weight, I was like, I don't know, man. I liked you as the chubby guy, man. It was, it just, it, it, it doesn't yeah. suit you. And, uh, it changes. Even Seth uh, Rogen, right? Same thing. Like, he, he lost, like, a cuteness to him when he took off a little bit of weight. I agree with that, Sean. Yeah, dude. Michael, you're awesome, dude. Ah, bring it! Okay, this is a personal question. <laughs> this could be a personal question. My buddy Adam Chick, this is the guy I went to high school with. We were good friends back then. He says, the lows after your first high of stardom. I don't know what he means. Like, I'm saying you get that first high, you're like, yeah, and then what's one of the first lows? I'm not sure. Um, thinking you've made it, kind of giving up, thinking, you know, more work is going to come, uh, that everything's going to be fine, that I have enough money, and I can go out and spend it, and all that other stuff. I would call that a low. Um, you know, you have a lot of blessings all of a sudden. You think you're on, on cloud nine. Everything's going to be fine. And then, you know, give it a year later. Hey, wait a second. The money ain't coming in. I haven't got a job in a year. Uh, does anybody like me? Am I an adult now? Am I a child actor? What am I? Uh, fuck. I need a real life. I got to pay my bills. Uh, I got to get a real job. So a low would be... um almost being homeless after, you know, making a little, not a lot, but a little bit of money and Mm -hmm. maybe becoming famous. I had to get a real job for my family and my life at a a comic book store in a highly um, pedestrian area where I got recognized and made fun of a lot because I had a real job and that was a low, you know, you feel like shit because they think you should have money. You should, you're rich and famous. I remember you. Why do you work here? 
It's like they're so quick to judge that maybe my life is ruined because I got a real job. It it's real weird, but it hurt me, and that was my low. Wow, that's that was a very honest answer, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I appreciate that, dude. I'm scrubbing sidewalks, pressure washing <laughs> sidewalks, graveyard shift. So you want to hear some shit jobs? <laughs> but I like. But, I mean, I liked it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Norma. But I I like that it happened because, um, I grew up poor. I took on the financial responsibilities of my father when I started making money, like at 12, 13 years of age. Not because my father was a bad father or anything, but my father is very old. He had us at like 48 years of age. So he's 60 and retired by the time I'm you know, making money and the bills need to be paid. So I kind of took on those responsibilities. But like having money, getting an ego, buying cars, you know, spending money on friends, you know, like a, a posse, you would call it. And then having it all come crash down and then having to get a real job, I'm really grateful and thankful that it happened because I was brought back to reality that I'm just a normal fucking dude that have had some beautiful experiences, but I'm a real man and I need to work and I need to make money and I'm just as poor as everybody else. Wow, man. Thank you. Dude, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We Aww. appreciate you, dude. You're no, awesome. You're that much more awesome now. Gosh, I can't even yay! see it's so dark. Look at Normie's camera; it just keeps you know getting what? darker and darker. You know why it's getting darker? Because if it's I eight, turn on the, I there. can't, I can't reach the fan. Go ahead, reach it, reach it, reach back. <laughs> no, there. I can't. I'm like, I can't. I, I can't reach the fan. I really can't reach the fan. The five foot mark. So I, I can't love reach your the accent. Fan. I love like, it. I can't. I can't. Positive traction. I can't. I mean, I could jump on the bed and try to grab that, but you know, with my bad leg, that's not going to work. So that would be like beyond awkward. That would be like call nine one one. So it's just getting more and more dark. It's going to get dark. She's going to try to stand up. She's going to break her leg. Yeah, we can't do that. I ever did that once. We're not doing that again. You ever watch that movie where the girl that with the Jersey accent goes positive traction about a car? She was in a courtroom. I forget oh the name gosh. of the movie, but it's just one of the co- greatest movies. My cousin, my cousin Vinny. Vinny. Yes, with Marissa Tomei. That's a great movie. They're like, how could it not have happened? Because the car has positive traction. Yeah, that's what I'm Now like. I remember it. I don't think we've actually actually ever sat through that movie, but I know of so many clips from that movie. That movie was I like, I think that was one of my first rated R movies I went to see before I was like 17. I think I'm it was like 15 or 15. I'm falling in love with your action, Norm. I oh. love it. <laughs> Well, I love I love Jersey Girls. Let's go. Let's do it. I got one last question that refers to anything to salute your shorts. But Brian, Brandon Lloyd, a uh, friend of mine, Brandon Lloyd, he says, what, he wants to know what you think about today's live action kids shows as opposed to salute your shorts. Because he says he loved all the Nickelodeon live action shows, but today's shows seem over, like, over and over the top? Seem over the top mostly. Uh... Man, I don't literally watch anything nowadays. Yeah. I didn't even watch our show back in the days. I, I couldn't afford cable. Oh. I, you got to remember, I'm you know young, acting, paying my family's bills at the time for a good few years. Cable boxes were like, what, 75 a month, 60 mm-hmm. a month? Yeah. Couldn't afford it. Uh, but I just wish we were on Disney back in the days because I could have it. Like if back in the days were like today, I could have an album, you know, I could have been like one of the musketeers. Yeah. I could have, you know, I could have been friends with Brittany and Justin. That's true. You could have. I could have been a fat rapper named Donkey Lips or something. It would have been great, man. 
but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it everything seems simpler when you're younger, and the '90s politically. Just everything was easier, so I mm. think Nickelodeon could get away with things. Plus, they were coming into their own, basically. They didn't really know what they were, and they didn't know how to brand their shows correctly at the time, because it was all new to them. But nowadays, there's like a system. It's like with making music. You always got to add the hook. So they add these young girls that can sing and dance and multi-talented, and then they sell them as sex symbols or mm. like it's weird it's like branding but to speak on today's live action i don't really know that much about it i don't care you know 20 years from now people are gonna go those shows were the best man when i was a kid i remember those shows yeah exactly and, <clears throat> so it, it's all 20 years later everything comes back again but there is a disney show called bunked I don't know if it's a play on on camp or salute your shorts. I don't know if it's a play on it, but there's a Disney show called Bunked where there's like three girls and four guys, and it, it's possibly a ripoff of our show, which is fine. Yeah, I don't know any sh any of the shows today. Good question, Mister Brandon Lloyd. Okay, yes. last question from Joseph Anthony Pitt. He asks, he wants to know what do you think is so better? his initials. His initials are Jap. His initials are Jap. I, bet you, I wonder if he even knows that. Mr. Jap. So Mr. Jap, Mr. Jap Anthony Piz, I almost said. I'm just saying there was a boat accident in Japan recently, so that's why it's on my mind. Not trying to be racial. I don't care. Just something <laughs> happened in Japan with America, a boat and all that. And hey, why is the word Jap racist? Is that a racist word? Everything's uh, racist. Yeah. If, if, I say, if I say your screen looks black, somebody will go, what the fuck are you talking about? What you say, man? What you say? Yeah, yeah. What you say, black? What? What? Relax. Oh, look! I just got a, I just got I'm a, a contact, re I just got a contact go. request on um on um Skype, and I bet you it's a porn thing. <laughs> you should have fun with those. Be like, what are you doing? Th those are the funniest, man. I I don't see, I don't deal with them, but like all of a sudden it pops up, and the girl's name is like Charity Awesome. <laughs> You're like, who's Charity Awesome? <laughs> and then she, then you accept her Skype contact or whatever, right? And then all of a sudden, it looks like a pen is writing. And you're like, are they writing me? And they're like, hi, how are you? And then I write back, I'm dying. I need help. Call 911. Then oh, they no. write back, oh, you're doing great. Nice to hear from you. What the? Wait a second. So then you can tell they're fake if right. you start asking them the most random questions. Yeah. Then they're like, do you want to see me naked? No, I don't. I, I, I like I like looking at donkeys. <laughs> I'm in I'm into donkeys. Then she yeah. writes back, click here to see my show. <laughs> yeah, fucking cam girl. That uh, shit's all whack. Okay, so Joseph Anthony Pitt, he says, What do you think is better? Xbox or PlayStation? A PlayStation, without uh, a doubt. He says I bet uh, he says PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. But I still got a PlayStation Is it a three? Yeah, I'm on three. Thanks. I haven't bought a four or whatever because it's funny. The PlayStations cost exactly what number they're on. Like if it's PlayStation <laughs> one, it was a hundred bucks. PlayStation two, 200 bucks. PlayStation three was 300 bucks. PlayStation four is 400. What the fuck is going on? Can't afford it no more. <laughs> PlayStation three, when it first came out, was like 600 bucks. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, he and said, I can't play my old games. What's the point? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. You want to start all over again. It's hard. 
It's tough to be a gamer these days. No backwards compatibility. I think moving forward, we're going to have that more. But he says, he bets you says that he bets you say PlayStation. So you were correct, Mr. Joseph Anthony Pitt. You won absolutely uh, nothing. Nothing. Normie, are you stressed on time or what? I am. I need to get going because I have my show coming on one of my shows like now. <laughs> oh, you need to hop over to that show? Okay, well, uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get you out of here and then uh, I'll, I'll do a little more with Michael. You cool with staying around for a little bit? I'm here till another half an hour. I'd be good for it. That's about it. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll do that. Half hour is perfect. Uh, so what? go ahead. Say whatever you want to say, Norma. Well, first of all, I think, Michael, it was an honor to meet you. Seriously, you have no idea the impact that you had on me growing up. So thank you for that. And thank you for the uh, the opportunity to get to talk to you tonight. Um, if you'd like me to plug in my shows, you I can, Sean. Yeah, plug, yeah plug your shows, okay. Norma. If you do want to find me, listener, you can find me on ZombieCast News on AllGames.com Monday nights and on the B Team uh, on AllGames.com as well. And then Thursday nights with Knuckleballer Radio. If you do like to game, come find me on Xbox Live under Normie Bug. I am, uh, we temporarily fixed our Xbox One, so I don't have to invest in another one. So, yeah, come find me and play with me. And you can find me on Facebook under Normie Late. Wow, you're a busy woman, Norma. I'm a very busy woman. Very busy woman. Uh, and if you leave me a P.O. box or something in the future, Norma, for yes. being so gracious and making me feel so blessed and loved, I will send you some swag of mine and some stuff that you'll love. Yes. Not you, yes. Sean. Because she, she's a beautiful girl. Not you, Sean. I don't want it. I don't want any of it, man. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, so thank P.O. box. DM me, PO box me, Twitter me. I don't know what what else is Snapagrams or whatever's going on. I don't know what they're called. That's awesome. I'll ask Sean for the details later. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for this opportunity. Keep up the great work on your show. It's horribly awkward, but beautifully awkward. And I just love everything you do. Oh, how cute. Thank you so much, Norma. It means a lot. Have a great night, guys. Bye bye. You too, Normie. Bye, Michael. Bye, Sean. Yay! It got really quiet. I guess it was her fan the whole time making all that noise. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was her energy. It just it helps whenever men talk to a a girl or something. We just we feel the energy. Now me and you are like great back to reality. Oh, so hey, hey um, uh, we're we're alone in our rooms. Hey, man. Um, there ain't no pretty girl here anymore. Now we got to realize that we're both probably non-relevant. Truthfully. <laughs> Normie is such a beautiful soul. Hey, let's do some shout-outs, uh, Michael. You want to do All some right, shout-outs? Shout-out. Shout-out. Insert name here. Shout-out. Insert name here. <laughs> shout-outs! Woo-hoo! There's gonna be a shout-out. This is the Horribly Awkward Podcast. This is the shout-out segment of the podcast. So shout them out, shout, shout them out. Shout your homies out, because they're probably listening. Or maybe they're not. But still, you got to show the homies some love. There's going to be a shout-out tonight. So obviously, yeah. big, big, big shout-out to my boys over at the Attention Deficit Order Podcast. Check out their show. It is bonkers. It is crazy. It is always fun. Big shout out to Skip and Chris. I had a lot of fun last week talking about movies and uh, just 
just ha- having a good time. That's what podcasting is about, just having a good time and kicking back. So big shout out to Skip and Chris. Check out the show, Attention Deficit Order Podcast. They will do the funniest and most entertaining mo- movie reviews you will probably ever hear on a podcast. So, yeah, and big shout out to everyone else who has supported me uh, over the years in this podcast. It means a lot. I'm, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be coming up on uh, episode 100, and I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of nervous. Is that going to be the last one? I never know, man. Michael, what's up, dude? Shout outs. None. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I have an ADD. <laughs> uh, or is that ADO? I don't know what their group ADO. was. Hey. ADO uh, fucking radio. All right. I was trying to make a joke. You see how horribly awkward my jokes are? <clears throat> yeah, he was actually uh, he was uh, playing a video game right now. I had to like snap him out of it. Dude, dude. Michael. Michael, snap out of it. No, that was an ADD joke, you get it, where you answered me and I didn't talk. Attention deficit disorder. And you were sitting there so still, I literally thought the screen froze. It was like this. Yeah, that's a fun joke to play on people. Uh, (laughs) All right, what was your question? Did you say, did I have any shout-outs? Yeah, you got any shout-outs, man? Anybody in the world? Um, I'm going to shout-out Donald Trump. (laughs) Big shout-out to Donald Trump. Because... Not it doesn't mean I like him or dislike him, but the guy's going through some shit. There's a lot of things going on. They're coming after him. It's it's you know they're making plays about him. They're stabbing him, you know, in plays in New York. The media, man, he's having a rough time right now for being the president of America. So a lot of people are gonna be pissed at me. How dare you even bring up his name? I'm just giving the guy a shout out. Yeah. You know he needs he needs a little loving in his life. Because, you know, he's having a horrible time. Maybe because he's a horrible man. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying, Donald Trump, man, you need some love. You need a shout out. And, you know, do your thing, Donald. That's my shout out. Yeah, big shout out to Donald. Yeah, he had his head decapitated figuratively by Kathy Griffin. So big shout out to Donald for having his head kind of yeah, cut off. Yeah, I'll probably be working with Kathy Griffin soon. I think she ended her career at that moment. But it was good for my career because now she's going to be in movies that I'll probably star in in the future. So <laughs> us, we'll both become F and D-list actors. We'll work together. And then, I'll, you know, hopefully one day she'll hold up a beheaded donkey lips head. And that'll be great for me in publicity-wise. And I can get sympathy from that. So, Kathy Lee Griffin, I'll see you in a bit. We'll probably be working on some shows together. <laughs> I I would love if she did a head like decapitated head in my head, but I would I look too much like Moby or Rob Corddry. It could be, any, it could be anybody's head, right? Oh, you said Moby. Oh my God, I remember that dude, uh, the DJ or producer. You do look like Moby. Oh my God, I remember him. Oh man, doesn't he wear glasses? Where are my glasses? I put them on. They're in my room. Oh. oh yeah, that's hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah, Moby. He got into politics. In social media, and then I think, unfortunately, you know, they they say he's crazy or whatever. So, but that's funny. I'm sorry, that was funny. <laughs> hey, what kind of music are you into, dude? Whatever plays during a porn scene. <laughs> oh, the No, honestly, I don't seek music. A lot of people like they seek it. They'll go to a a dive bar and, and check out the latest rock and roll band or whatever, or an R and B artist, whatever. And they seek out music and they find it. They're like, have you heard of this guy named J Cole? This, not me. I watch so much TV and movies that that's my love and my passion. So 
in a lo- not a love scene, but like if somebody's falling in love on screen or if they're having a magical moment, if they play like a song from an artist and it, if it blends in the scene of the movie at that moment and I feel really good or really sad or really happy, then I genuinely look up the artist and then I become a fan because it meant so much to me in the movie at that moment that that's how I become fans of music. But I don't generally seek out anything, but I listen to everything. So if it's in a movie and it's good and it makes you feel one way or another, I probably like it. But I'm really into soft music and R&B, to be quite honest with you, just because it's soothing. Yeah, you can that's listen, awesome. You can listen to it in the background while you work or do whatever. That's that's cool, man. So you, you kind of like a movie to introduce you to something by setting the atmosphere and you're like, Ah, I'm feeling it. Like I'm feeling this this moment right now. I want to hear this. Uh, I want to hear. I want to check out this song. That's cool, man. That's a cool way. I, that's a cool way to look at it. So you brought up J Cole, though. Are you are you a fan of J Cole? No, I just recently heard a couple songs of his and in in a in a project, and then I haven't had the time to check him out. But I loved those songs. Yeah. But yeah, you're you're right about movies. Like in the original Ghostbusters, I just watched that the other day for fun. But like when they go to save New York, the song comes on. Saving the day, <laughs> saving the day. Cuz we're saving the day. Yeah. Like I, I just love that shit. Like so then later in life, I love listening to movie songs. They become movie songs to me. You know whether they're on an album or this or that. I don't care about that. I'm like, no, that's from Ghostbusters. That's from The Matrix. And you know. So I ask people when they hear it on the radio or something, I'm like, what movie is that from? You know? That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, man. J. Cole is a, is, is cool, man. If, if the songs you heard, you're going to get more of that. He's like, he's kind of, kind of Drake sounding hip hop singing. He's, he's got rhythm. He's, I, I'll listen to him when I'm working, man. It puts me in a really good mood. I don't, I, I got to check him awesome. out. I, I really got to get into it. Um, I recently learned of Frank Ocean maybe about a, eight months ago, and I love Frank Ocean, you know. I'm not he, sure I he's know got, Frank Ocean. Yeah, well, I think you should check him out. You might enjoy him. He's a, he's a really good artist. He was on Saturday Night Live, and that's where I get, I learn about new artists as well. I love Saturday Night Live, improv, and then they have an artist, and he was on like maybe a year ago, and he had video games on the stage, and then he sang a song called, you know, I, uh, called like Numb or something about a drug. I don't know why I can't think of it, but I Nova, just love Novocaine? It. No, there you go. Novocaine, baby. Where he talks about putting Novocaine in his body to have sex, and I was like, what? Let's see, let's see, let's see if I recognize this. It's a great song. It's just chill and disturbing. I think I got 30 seconds before they cut me off. I like this, dude. This is cool. Hey, you could always turn it down and then turn it back up later. You can cut it. I dig it, man. I'm going to check this out later. I'm going to find him on Spotify and add him. Trust me, the hook goes, fuck me good, fuck me numb. <laughs> fuck me this, fuck me numb. I'm like, what? <laughs> but he said it while he was playing video. He sang it while he's playing video games on Saturday Night Live. So he had these big arcade machines 
And then he's like, fuck me good. And I was like, that's like real life. That's what we would do at an arcade. We would hear his song <laughs> on the loudspeakers while we're playing a video game. And we would sing along to it. And he was doing that. And I'm like, man, he's a man of the people, man. I like this guy, Frank Ocean. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, check, Michael Bauer, y'all. I recommend him. I recommend him. <laughs> So you brought up the old, uh, you brought up Ghostbusters. Did you watch the new Ghostbusters? Oh, God, don't get me started. Oh, I like the cast, though. I really like Kristen Wiig and anything. I, I really, I, that's my crush, man, Kristen Wiig. So. But if you, like, I loved, I did a review where I saw, saw some pictures of it, and people were going crazy. Oh, all-woman cast, it's going to be bad, it's going to be this. And I was like, man, I don't think so. I think it's going to be great. But after watching it, unfortunately... My brain is overactive, and I think of things from a lot of different views, and it was just insanely bad and horrible. It doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the some of the jokes or this or that. It's just they went about the movie completely wrong in my view. So if I was a studio executive, they made it gender-based from the minute they put an all-female cast. So they said, okay, well, they didn't have you know women in the first one, so we're going to put all women so they created the controversy that ultimately took them down. If you didn't say anything about it, and, you know, it just, I don't know. It's just they created the controversy, and it was just really, really bad. It was like a feminist way of making the movie. Plus, it was a remake. They kind of did all the same thing where they get the firehouse, the car. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I thought going in a different direction. Well, my friend, you're definitely not alone. Uh, I since I enjoyed the cast, I, I I didn't have really a big issue with the movie, but yeah, I see it, man. A lot of people ho- hold the, especially the people who hold Ghostbusters the original to, to like you know they cherish those movies. So I I, I kind of barely remember the old movies. I mean, I've seen them, but it's been so long. I don't remember anything. I I, I literally remember nothing from those movies. But yeah, it's awesome, <laughs> dude. What drugs do you do? Because my brain remembers everything dude i don't remember i can i just don't man i'll play a game i'll spend 100 hours playing through like some massive rpg playing as this character meeting other characters doing side side missions and i'll get done with it and i'll remember nothing like i have no i just don't know i i forget everything i just did it's crazy the way my brain works man i mean i'll watch a movie and uh when i'm done with the movie i'm i'm just like yeah, I, I remember I loved that movie. I just watched it last week, but fuck, what was it about again? Ah, I don't know, man. Look, people are different, you know? Mm. Like, unfortunately, I thought everybody was like me, but I grew up <laughs> I grew up analyzing everything because I was lied to, whether it be family, you know, my brother had an addiction, uh, girlfriend, um, money-wise, I took on responsibility. So I, I had to deal like an adult from an early age so my brain is always constantly analyzing everything so i don't get hurt so i try to catch the pain before it happens so if something's out of place i'm like why were they drinking are they on alcohol drugs you get it like i'm trying to catch everybody and it my brain it just doesn't stop so i think i I see everything differently and then i kind of see the future meaning i don't know what's going to happen but I can, in my mind, I can predict what's going to happen. I'll be like, oh, this is like that. That is like this. I guarantee you it's going to break in a week. And then a week later, the thing breaks. And I'm like, I'm right. Like my brain, it just doesn't stop. And I remember everything. I, I never, I can forgive, but I never forget. Like 
it's it's really scary to me now that I'm getting older. I don't know if I have mental health issues or something, but it's just my brain doesn't stop. I remember everything and I analyze everything to the nth degree. And that's why I'm kind of like a truther or I'm really into conspiracy theories, like investigating and fake news and whatever. It's just, it's all enjoyable to me because I like putting the clues together, seeing if it's real, if it's fake. And I'm just really into that stuff. So <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm becoming a tinfoil hat, but I don't <laughs> care. I, I like it, man. This stuff really intrigues me. So to you, it might be a video game, an RPG, and to others, it might be a movie or this or that. To me, it's kind of like, you know, conspiracy theories and, and stuff like that is really making my brain interactive. And I've been really enjoying it, getting into it. But it's scary, too, because I, I feel sad. Like, I think some things are real or fake. And I just think that other people don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, they don't analyze it from that angle. And if they did, they might see that something was wrong or different, but they, they, they don't want to see it because like the movie, the matrix, it's fun to be brainwashed. And, and, um, but I can't prove any of these things. I can just show clues and I don't know. I'm getting a little too in depth, but no, man, I'm digging this dude. I'm listening. All, all that stuff interests me, man, but I can't really speak about it in public or make videos because the world is, I'm not, I'm not going to say brainwashed or sheep. Those are the words that conspiracy people throw around, but they're just not ready for that type of thinking. So until they wake up on their own, we can't force them to wake up or see what we see. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but we see things a little bit differently. And it's like the Matrix. At the end of the movie, he says, I'm going to show you a world you have never seen. And... I see a world that not a lot of people see. You know what I mean? Like through events, politics, and. Yeah, dude, I told, dude my, my, you would probably love my, my friend uh, Michael Codwell and his sister Gidget. They do this podcast called The XD Experience, and they uh, get real deep into to stuff, like conspiracy stuff. They'll also teach us as listeners uh, about a certain thing, like a crime or a serial killer from a, a, from you know early 1900s or 1800s, and they go the good. They'll really learn on this stuff, and then they'll they'll talk about it on their podcast and really teach you something. It's one of those podcasts you actually learn shit. But they get into the experience, um, the the conspiracy stuff is as well, dude. I mean, it's cool, man. I, I love listening to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, we won't make this show about all that stuff. But I'll just one thing at you, you know, just to notice, like news is propaganda. Don't believe everything you see trust me it's like hollywood they can you whatever they want but question everything in life again question everything everybody has a motive everybody uses somebody for something else like but question everything and if i could just give one quick of something that might freak you out or make you think is when you see like some of these bombings or shootings on the news or this or that and then you see the video footage. It's normally not in HD. It's always filmed one way. And when you look on YouTube, there's only like one version or two versions of it. Like, for example, just a quick thing to make you think. This group, a uh, rock and roll band in, I think it was London or France or wherever, 
they had a concert and there was a shooting at the concert. There was over 3,000 people there watching this band. And there, when you look online for the footage of the shooting, there's nothing. Why is that? Everybody's got camera phones. Why is there not footage in HD? This and that. Either because YouTube is taking it off, they don't want somebody to know something, or it was never real. And they can control the outcome. You get it? They film it their own way. They can tell the story they want. Why is there not better camera footage of multiple angles? Um, 25 people should have been filming the concert. That footage, some, they had survivors. Some of them should have had that footage on YouTube an hour later. Where is it? Those are the things that people don't think about. But they see the footage because CNN will show them one thing. And it'll say from a YouTuber. But it's only one or two videos. And you see nothing. You hear nothing. And then you got to think to yourself, where's everything else? It's just one of those things that makes you think. It's like, hmm, very interesting. Man, yeah, the news media, the news media in general is just entertainment anymore. It's just, it's, uh, it's garbage, man. <laughs> it's garbage. I'm just saying, it, it, it makes you think. Because if somebody crashed a car in front of your house and something caught on fire, your whole neighborhood would be out there with cameras. Yep, exactly. And so there would be at least... Five videos somewhere on the net. Big fire in Fresno, you know. But again, with these events, you look online, and there's always like two videos. And there's 3,000 people at the concert. 70 people got killed. But they show one video of a girl or a guy going like this. <laughs> and then all you hear is bang, bang. You get it? And the camera never turns on the bang or anything. The camera goes off. Or the camera's always shaking, and the minute they shoot somebody on camera, uh, yeah, that always happens, right? It's like always the perfect think, moment. Correct, you know, like with the guy that got shot in the street, somebody was ki- on a rampage killing people in a car, and there's video footage of him walking out of car. Yeah, I'm gonna kill this guy. Then they show the guy. Then all of a sudden, he pulls the gun out, and then right when he supposedly gets shot, the camera footage goes down. So you can never investigate the footage. You can never really see if it's real. And then the camera goes down. Then it does a 360. Then it comes back on the body on the ground. And he goes, yeah, that's what you get. It's like a perfect moment from the Blair Witch, man. But again, if you're going to shoot somebody and you put the gun in front of the camera, you walk out of your car with the gun, and you walk up to the guy's head and you're going to shoot him, you're not going to put the camera down at the moment you shoot him. Yeah, it doesn't you're make doing sense, it, right? You're doing it on camera to show everybody so you would go bam and leave it up there and then leave it, watch his body fall with the camera. But yet the camera on all of these videos, watch them, all of them, they turn away right at that moment. So you got to start thinking, I don't get it. Dude, I love your passion right now, man. This is exciting. Yeah, I told you this stuff. I, I dig it, man. Hey, be you, man. This is the perfect place for just to talk freely about whatever. I dig it. So the age-old question, who really killed Tupac? <laughs> I think Tupac killed Tupac. <laughs> Tupac, you killed Tupac. Yeah, dude, for real. I should go watch well, the movie. His last album came out. It was called Dom Columinati, where he was talking about you know how he believed he was being trying to be taken into the Illuminati, this and that. And then he speaks about you know killing himself to get out of the spotlight of fame and all the pressure that he was under. Again, you know, it's up to anybody's belief, but yeah. I don't really have no proof, but I think, I think, 
I wouldn't get it past somebody like Tupac to fake his own death. You know, see if you can do it. Why not? Why not, man? It's stressful, man, that life. Dude, that rapper life, dude, that being in the spotlight, dude, that's fucking stressful, man. Everyone, Everybody wants that super stardom fame. fame, but once you get it, I mean, it's not what, what people think, man. You're under a microscope all the time. You do have paparazzi like we were talking about earlier, and it's just, uh, it's, I could imagine it's stressful. Me with this little podcast sometimes gets a little bit stressful, but I can imagine yeah. like, and then all your friends are around and then who's really my friend and everybody wants money and then fucking lawyers and everyone's trying to hit, hit you for stuff that you did or did not do. And it's like, fuck. Mo money, mo problems. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Biggie. That's, that is a great Last statement. So, dude, Michael, we'll wrap this up right now. I told you we'd, we'd get you out here in about a half hour. And it's about that time. So, let's get to the wrap-up show! Hey, yo, Freeman. Yo, what's up, Iams? Dude, what's left to do? Tell them, man. Wrap it up, son! Yeah, I just wanted to say that I, you know, created a YouTube channel during my off time. Um, that's why I wanted you to hopefully leave it in there, because I have... I wanted to explain my off time, but um, I created a YouTube channel in my off time for my love of football. It's doing pretty well. Um, I'm gonna start acting and auditioning very soon again. But go. I started vlogging as well, trying to share my life with the world. I don't know why, I don't need to. A lot of you guys hate, but I just, I don't know. I'm one of those people I kind of like opening up my heart, even though you guys half the time destroy it after I do. I'm just one of those people and I always will be because I'm real AF and I'm normal. But I've been vlogging on YouTube under Haybauer. And other than that, man, check out Haybauer.com. You can find links to everything. Yeah, dude. Um, so for the majority of the people who listen to this podcast, I'd say I've had, I've had pretty much an overall positive experience with listeners and people I've connected to. So... Fuck the haters, man. I mean, why, why do people want to put out negative energy? Just shut that shit down. Live life one day at a time. Connect with people. Be positive. There's no reason to be super negative about shit. You know, it's just, it's, it, it's destroying the world, dude. It really is. And social media has given access to, to this sort of negativity. Just, it sucks. YouTube comments, I'll, I'll do an awesome YouTube video and people start putting like, you fucking suck, wrap it up. Like, Fuck you, man. Exactly. <laughs> Opinions are like assholes. There's always one. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got one, right? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, on uh, Twitter, what, what's your Twitter? Is, is your Twitter Hey Bauer as well? No, I I, re I had Hey Bauer, then I, I got, I had one of those emo moments that a lot of people have where they just got fed up with all the bullshit. So I deleted my Twitter and then somebody took it right away. And they took, like, I had, like, 5,000 followers. And then they, I don't know how they took it, but they have it now. It's, like, a pretty girl, too. But I'm not, I'm at, at Michael Ray Bauer. Normally, I'm Hey Bauer at everything. But on my Twitter and my Skypegram or whatever it's called, it's at Hey Bauer. I mean, at Michael Ray Bauer, excuse me. Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so glad we got a chance to connect and do the podcast. And Normie was super excited, too. So big shout-out to Normie. For coming and hang out everyone check out ZombieCast, knuckleballer radio and the b team podcast as well that's awesome and then uh yeah um, if if you want to play my um cupid or be my dating advocate you can 
<laughs> you could have girls Skype call me whenever you want. Like I said, man, I've been a little lonely lately, man. I, I need to find a partner in crime, you know, somebody just to, to hug my soul, baby. Dude, you need to do a conspiracy podcast, man. You, you got the passion for it. Just you hearing you talk you for food. Why not? You can't do it. You can't. Oh, I mean, if you know YouTube, which I've learned a lot, you know, since I had a fan channel and yeah. all that, um, their freedom of speech... It, the way it's going now, it, you mention the word stabbing and you get demonetized or copywritten or taken down. And when you write words like hoaxes or truth or this or that, they find it and they shut these channels down. And it it's because sometimes maybe there is truth in these videos and people don't want it to see, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm just going to say like, you know, just they're taking everything down and it's really, really ba a bad time. For freedom of speech and all this nowadays um so i don't know what's gonna happen man i don't know wow yeah you know what i'll tell you the truth when you were start talking all that conspiracy stuff your face got scrambled your video i'm gonna i'll pull a clip and send it to you it was it was kind of trippy i was just staring at you for a sec like what's going on like it just started like they were trying to take us down man but they couldn't they're watching me brother they're pixelating me all right dude so you guys check out horribly awkward I am on the Hush Your Face Network. Shoot over to HushYourFace.com. Check out all the other great shows. There's a lot of cool shows on, on the network. I think we got a couple of new ones, but Random Ramblings with Rob, the Hush Your Face Podcast, Horrible Gamers, The Nerd of Wells, Three is Comedy, Brand X, Rob and Slim Show. I believe there's two new shows. I got to find out what they are. I'll get back to you guys. Uh, also, check me out on Twitter, my personal account, which is at TheyCallMeImes. If you guys could find that, go ahead and look for it. Uh, but the podcast... Account is at awkward underscore podcast. That is, and uh, they call me Iams as well. If you guys play video games, that is my gamer tag on everything. They call me Iams. So look me up, add me on some video games. Let's uh, let's play games like some grown ass adults. Uh, shoot me a voicemail if you want, 510-603-475. Shoot me an email if you want, horribly awkward podcast at gmail.com. So much, so much bullshit. So, so much, much information. Yeah, let's hear some more bullshit. I got Instagram. I got a Facebook. I got sort of a YouTube. Look me up on there. Some more bullshit. If you want to find me? Come over to my house. I'm probably masturbating, but we'll <laughs> we'll do something. <laughs> Mr. Bowers, leave me alone. That was loud. Yes. So. You know, speaking of Gidget from the XD Experience podcast. As Gidget would say. Peace out, Brussels sprouts. Hey, it's the S to the M. And the L to the Issa. Slammer games in the house, so drop your listen. Poor with glee, backward cock flash. Merrily sock, third telecast. Destiny doctor downcast. Callously squandered lamb. Heavenly Slaughtered Broadcast. It's the Horribly Awkward Podcast. From yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't fucking care. I change my Twitter every three years or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. People care about that stuff too much, man. That's the, that's the thing. I don't want to... I don't want... Yeah, maybe Norma can speak for the same thing, but I don't want to wake up every day thinking, okay, what do I have to Instagram? What do I have to tweet? You know, like, it's like another process. It's like, I want to wake up. The only thing I want to think about is how am I going to survive the fucking day? Now I got to worry about what kind of a good tweet can I put out? What kind of a good Instagram? Ah, it's annoying. Yeah, yeah I used to be the same sure. way. It had to be, it had to be, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know, like sparky or whatever, or like witty, witty. And then after I'm like, whatever, I'm just putting, like yesterday I tweeted, today is a day. Today is a day. (laughs) And and then all the trolls and the people that, you know, want to call you stupid or whatever, whatever. All right, let's go on. This will be fun. All right, let's. let's, uh, We have to do some sort of kind of salute your shorts improv. We have to do that. Let's get it out of the way, dude. This is gonna be awesome because anyone listens are gonna go, oh, dude, donkey lips, and they're gonna gonna get it. Go go fuck your show. All right, I'll give it. I'll give you one Christmas gift because you're a fan. Thank you, thank you. Let's do it. We'll, We'll do. We'll do a little twist. So we'll do like. We'll do it where uh, this is in real time. So this is years later. Uh, we're all working at the we're all working at the camp, Camp Onawana. All of us. Did none, uh, did none of them move away? Apparently. All right. Okay. So, That'll be funny. Uh, I'll I'll be the head guy. And okay. Okay. Check it out. You guys ready? Dude, you're fake. You're fake. That's not improv if you're planning it. I'm uh, just planning on where we're starting. I've That's exposed starting. the horribly awkward podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're fake. We've been exposed. Yeah, We've all true. been exposed. I'm very fake. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of bloody and I have a lot of bones. So. I'm, not, I'm not even a podcaster. I'm an actor. This is all fake. I'm filming a movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I can never be an actor. I don't want my face on camera. Um, too hard. You don't work sometimes. It's just too rough. We'll talk about that Okay. Later. So let's... Uh, okay. You guys ready? Okay. Norma, I want you to say horribly awkward improv action. Let me know when. Right now. Oh, yeah, that's a horribly awkward show.